to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on a podcast app, whether it's Spotify or iTunes, make sure to follow my show and top five stars. That kind of stuff helps the show. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast because you have an interesting, naughty life or you have uh, a problem that you want to talk about and you want some unprofessional advice, you could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a great confession that you want to tell me, call my confession line. That you could do 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. The email to my show as well as the number for the confessions hotline is in the description. So if you're driving or walking around listening to this and you can't take notes right now, don't worry. Go to the description. All the links are there. What else do I have to tell you? Let's just get to my caller. So today I have on Alejandro. Now Alejandro is a young guy, but he's kind of been there, done that. He uh, is gender fluid. uh, But we start off in the beginning when he talks about how, you know, early on, he had a lot of repressed sexual kinks. He was into forced feminization. He explains what that was. He's gender fluid. Uh, you know, he had relationships with women. He started going on to dating apps to meet guys. He started an Amazon wish list. He was on OnlyFans. He was pimping himself out. He talks about that. He does explain what, you know, how he labels himself now. He's been in relationships. He had a girlfriend who he cheated on and she found out and, you know, his new girlfriend likes to peg him and, He has threesomes and he's been hooking up with couples. He's like a he's been a couple's unicorn. Okay, that's who he was like the guy unicorn. I sometimes think like, oh, unicorns are all women. No, he was the guy unicorn. Those exist, too. (laughs) Uh, He's in a relationship now. He talks about how they are both gender fluid and how he's giving her a pass to do some stuff. Um, And he talks a lot about all the therapy that he's been in and how he's really come to terms with who he is and what he's into through therapy. So anyway, there's a lot going on here. It's a great episode. I'm starting to post pics of guys. I'm just going to ask them all because some people are like, why didn't you get a picture of that guy? Why only the women, right? So I'm just going to, moving forward, ask for anonymous pics of everyone, my guys, my girls, my cross-dressers, my regular dudes, my bulls, my girls, my girls, I keep saying my girls, (laughs) but also my guys, okay? And this guy, Alejandro, had submitted a pic, okay? I have a pic of him, an anonymous pic of him. He talks about sending it to me at the end of the episode, but 
Um, I'm just letting you know now that if you want to see an anonymous pic of him wearing something, go join my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. For $5 a month, you're going to get anonymous pics of most of my guests. Plus, get these uh, episodes early. Plus, you get them ad-free. Plus, you get all my anonymous confessions. Plus, you're supporting my show, which I love. Uh, okay, so anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Alejandro. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Alexand- Alejandro. Sorry, I was going to call yes. you Alexandro. That's not a word. <laughs> Alejandro, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. Good morning. So Alejandro... You know, in your email to me, it sounds like you've been there, done that, but you sound like you're 22 years old. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually turning 27, but yeah, it's been a very eventful 20s. Yeah, for sure. You're really like, I mean, I looking back, I always felt like 20s are really like the time to get to know yourself. You know, you really got to know yourself as far as like your sexuality. Unlike not unlike Layla, who was just on my show and she had checked off all her bucket list sexual fantasies. She was going down that list. You went down your list and decided to start just doing the things that you wanted to do. Why don't you start back at when that change sort of happened and you decided to let your freak flag fly and start trying all the kinds of things that you were interested in? Yeah. So in my early 20s, I met my last partner who we were in our early 20s. We were young, trying to you know, figure things out. But it was pretty obvious. It was just not going to work out. We had different things going on in life. And one of the also main, main issues was that, I mean, I was a really, really terrible partner. And I had a lot of repressed sexual kinks and feelings and she was more hazy in the word vanilla but she was more vanilla so we just didn't you know we weren't compatible and we ended up breaking up and then that summer like right before the pandemic is 2019 i was just like you know what i want to do all these things there's at this point nothing you know stopping me to do these things one of that kink was forced feminization my ideas have changed on my kink a little bit more on as i got older and understood sexuality and gender roles but at the beginning i was it's basically where a mostly masculine man gets emasculated in a way where he's either wearing women's clothing or it could be the person who does it could either be a woman or a man but you know gets turned to a quote-unquote like fanboy or i guess the older generation would call it a sissy uh-huh. so that summer i you know i accepted that i was interested in more than two genders don't really classify my sexuality as bisexual because it does wane so some days i am completely sexual uh, for all genders some days i'm just like regular hetero straight man and other days i'm just i don't want to have sex at all or if anything anal sexual so it's just i don't have have trouble defining what my sexuality is i just say i'm fluid i do whatever i want and whoever i want and whatever i want Mm -hmm. but how did you um, come to all those realizations it was a journey, so, right? I mean, and it's a short journey. It's been in a, about a year and a half, but you've done a lot of things. You're with a new partner. You guys are totally down to doing all kinds of things, but you have like fooled around with couples and started really like, when did you start, when did you realize you were into forced feminization and when did you start living that out? So the, uh, I guess the seeds were uh, planted when I was, it sounds weird to say now, I think about it, maybe around like eighth and ninth grade, I was like we, uh, my generation grew up with the internet very young. So we were on like Tumblr and back in the day, it was very, uh, not safe for work. Um, 
so uh you know it was a thing to be like a risky porn blog or show like risky uh like post risky things like in kink and people were just you know and around that you know freshman year of high school people were just you know like starting to figure out sex and stuff like that but one of one of the videos i saw or a i guess a gif i saw on tumblr was a a woman pegging a man Mm -hmm. and that just immensely turned me on and i didn't know why and figuring out later through therapy was because i myself is i'm pretty masculated masculine um i'm kind of built like a football player so you're really masculine looking but you're you want to like push those boundaries and see if you could get away like dressing up like a chick i don't understand yeah kind of so like it's more like in like the sex aspect it'd be like what either wearing like lingerie like some place like a one piece of like my like, hole for like cut off my ass or my dick or like wearing like um, thigh highs or like wig just so more of like the cross uh, dressing sense but like within the sexual plate only so when did you start doing that so you're getting into this because you're seeing things on tumblr and you're identifying with it and then do you start like stealing your mom's clothes and trying them on i mean i don't uh, you know because we're like in high school now right yeah 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 so no i would buy like women's clothes on amazon and then i'll just take the packages and go home before my parents would like arrive and then, oh you know, yeah you're young enough to be able to like yeah. live out your shit because there's amazon now so everyone could just like just order up <laughs> you know back in the day a lot of my callers that are you know 50 they had to steal shit because they couldn't just go on so yeah that makes it a lot easier so you would just get stuff on amazon delivered to you and then and what kind of things did you buy so I um I bought a butt plug when I was like seventeen, sixteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's a feature back in the day where you can like you know remove the item from your history. Yeah. So I would do that almost immediately, and then it would come in like, oh, what did you get? I was like, oh, I just got you know a video game on or whatever. Like, oh, okay, cool. So like during high school years, I would like just experiment myself with like anal shooters, like a butt plug, and then down the went down the youtube rabbit hole of like force organization and and as well as reddit which led to like specification videos or audios of like a woman like degrading you and that just really turned me on at, at that time so i'd wear the stuff in private mostly at night when i went to sleep and stuff you know like lock my door so that was very embedded and I, whenever i went to my past relationship I, she was very opposite so i had to like kind of hide these internal stuff internalize it and whenever i was able to or whenever that relationship ended we when I said boys and whatnot, and I was able to, you know, fulfill those fantasies, like through Grinder, Tinder. Surprisingly, it's pretty common, actually. I found it very weird. It's kind of more acceptable now with, like, Zoomers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my first experience was on Grinder. actually. It was, uh, <laughs> it's weird because the guy I hooked up with, we went over there, it was, he, was, he said it was his first time, and then we hooked up. He's like, oh, immediately told me, hey, I'm straight, by the way. I was like, okay, you know, your dick was just in my ass, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, that's fine. I guess he, that's the way he identified. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's straight. But anyways, we, so we went over there, we hooked up a couple times. And then he told me, hey, I want to fuck you with like some thigh highs. Because I, I sent him pictures. Like, I, had, I own a bunch of like male catered lingerie. And then I sent him a couple pictures. He's like, hey, I want to fuck you. I think I emailed you a picture of. I don't look at pictures of people. I don't want to see fucking pictures of people before I talk to them. Sometimes I take pictures and put them on, on Patreon with no faces, but I don't look at any pictures of anyone. I never click on them. They stay downloaded in my inbox because the best way for me to do my show is for you to be 100% anonymous. Even to me, that helps me be completely unbiased when I'm talking to you. So I don't look. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Anyways, uh, so I sent a couple pictures, and then yeah. so we got that thing going. 
He was a little bit older. At this point, I was maybe like 24, just turned four, just turned 25. And he he would eventually like, once he was necessarily relationship, it was a casual very hookup. Like every week on the weekends, we would hook up, uh, dress up for him. And then he started buying me like clothes and stuff I can wear. He wanted me to wear. And uh, eventually led to cock cages. So he, yeah. So I think on his end, he wanted to become more like feminine. That way he can like, I guess, you know, I don't know, justify me, you know, having his dick in a man's ass. Not justify it. Maybe that was his yeah. kink. I don't know that he needed to oh, justify. Well, yeah. I mean, I, obviously I he yeah. was there. So he, you know, would, like, I think that was, I've heard all kinds of things. Okay. People are into all kinds of things. Some people want to be, you know, uh, they're only into men when they're dressed as a woman. Sometimes someone wants to only be with a man when they're just as a, you know, I mean, so I don't know that he was justifying anything. Maybe he was just, that was what, he got down with like that was like some sort of turn on for him don't you think that's more likely the case yeah probably uh, i yeah i didn't mean to keep shame anyone anyone listening <laughs> no i'm just saying yeah, you know yeah, yeah. because you also so, made a little comment about him that i used to always sort of think too which was that you're like you know he says he's straight but his dick was just in my ass you know but i did have a guy on here okay he's some PhD doctor sex therapist that is here to say that you know a lot of guys can be straight and still fuck a guy because you know they maybe they're just erotically turned on by it in the moment so that's a you know that's a thing too so anyway so go back <laughs> to the thing it's an interesting so, episode yeah. 395 if someone wants to listen to it because if they don't cop by it it's actually an interesting talk about that kind of situation so this is the guy you're seeing him multiple times so because now you're at the place where you were dressing up for him. Now he wants to dress up for you. Is that what's going on? No, no. So I would just strictly just be dressed up. For him, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, for him. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of went down the rabbit hole. I mean, we were people on Tinder and Grindr and just other dating apps back then. One that eventually led to a, you know, I, I have this habit for older men. But so this older man, he was uh, he's like 40, you know, I'm not 20, you know, 20 years on me. So he was more or less my, I want to say sugar daddy, but kind of he would buy me things, send me gifts. Um, out of Amazon wish list, he would just, you know, buy me things whenever he wanted oh to see God, me. Hilarious. A lot of times, yeah. A lot well, of times you had that, like, like you set up the list. So you were yeah, obviously yeah. open to that kind of situation. These, you guys live in such a different world than I did. I wonder what I would have been doing when I was like your age. Like, that's like, uh, like great. Like you could just literally, uh, you know, in this time, period right now i should put up an amazon wish list because someone asked me recently do you have one i'd like to buy you some stuff like you could put up this amazon wish list and then anyone you meet up with you could be like oh i got this thing going on and then they could just shower you with shit and that's what this guy did you set it up that way because you were on the dating apps like what made you put that up or were you looking for a sugar daddy Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number 
the website and the email address will all be in the description. No, I wasn't really looking for a sugar daddy. It's just everyone my age has a wish list oh, they to do? save things. Uh, yeah, for like birthdays or family gifts. And then you have your private wish list, which I usually use for things I want to buy like down the line, but yeah. you know, can't right now. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you, so you can share your private wish list with people. Um, you send them like a direct link and then only that it, they can you know, access it. So okay. I would do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so you get this booty call guy, but he's an older guy. He want, How old is he and how old are you at the time? You're like in your 20s. Well, how old was yeah, he? Yeah, I'm like my, yeah, I'm like 24 and yeah. he's like, you know, maybe mid 40s. Okay. Um, was he good looking? Older. Yeah, he was good looking. He, mm-hmm. uh, he was very trend. Was he straight too? Married, you know? He wasn't married. He was, okay. he was actually a divorced dad. I didn't really ask him too much about his private life. Okay. But he just told me he was divorced. Okay. So we went out for dinner, some drinks, and then I went back. And he's like, oh, okay. So he's like, I want you to get ready. I went to, you know, the bathroom, got ready. And then he fucked the shit out of me. He felt great. Mm-hmm. And then, so I would do that often that, that summer, I guess, was my freak summer. All right. With just that, that guy or down. multiple guys when you say it's you just would... multiple guys. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so like, not even uh, just yeah. him. Yeah. Eventually, I kind of like, like within our, I guess, my city, my name was tossed around. Some men would hit me up. And eventually, I created a OnlyFans. And... I had, I was basically just selling just pictures of myself in lingerie, like semi nudes, like videos of me with a dildo. And then um, these men would like offer to buy me sex toys. So I just kind of expanded. Uh, I made quite a bit of money off of it. And then got to the point where I didn't want to pay a whole lot of tax. So I just stopped being active on it. Wait, you didn't want to pay? You didn't want to pay? What do you mean? So I, I, I made enough to enter another bracket. Oh, bracket I see what you're saying. Income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what yeah. you don't so, understand yeah. is for every dollar you make, you know, yeah, my so, tax guy told me, you're still, even if they're taking 30%, you're still up 70%. So you always want to keep making. It doesn't matter what fucking bracket you get into. Do you know what I mean? true, but yeah. No, it time, is. It's I, like a, yeah. it's a, it's like it's actually like two plus two equals four. It's like an actual fact. Like even if you're making money, yeah, you're paying more out, but you're still making more. So you still at the end of the day come up ahead. You just couldn't tell your mom about this, so she couldn't advise you because you know you're, <laughs> you're making your money true, in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. But I mean, you could have, you should have just kept doing. How much were you making? So I annually, just with the drama I had at the time, I made about like forty five a year. Just okay. Enter my career, uh-huh. and then with the OnlyFans money, I was making an additional like maybe eight grand a year, or no, sorry, eight grand a month, eight more months. Yeah. Uh huh. So I mean, it was, a, it was quite a bit. Yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, most of my fans were actually were men, but a small percentage of them were actually women. Really? And the women would be like comment on pictures. Also, my face, my face would be you know cropped out or you know blurred or anything like that. I have very very visible tattoos on my body, so I always have to blur them out as well. Hmm. People who paid enough money, I guess, uh, like I would have, like collect clients. Yeah. That were, uh, I would let my tattoos be identifiable, so that if they saw me like in a bar or whatever, because I'm very active, <laughs> out yeah, in, uh, my city, they were like, oh, yeah, that's that one person. It'd be like a secret like thing. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and they have to pay more for that. That's like if you're a yeah, VIP, like a yeah. you get to yeah. really know me, and then you know you pay this, then you might be able to hit me up if you see me out. Yeah, so I mean, like, it'd be different, like, stuff like that, and I, uh, I never hooked up with anyone who was on my page that I knew about, Yeah. but there'd be times where I like, hooked up with someone, uh, someone, they would tell me, oh, I, I, you know, I, I've seen your OnlyFans before, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So it's been, like, a fact after. Did people know you were doing this, or was this a very secret life? I don't know, it's secretly secret, I, I mean, if anyone 
like I had some friends who knew I was re- kind of into this because at the time my friend group was like, oh, you know, Jess came on the rest straight. And I was like, hey, you know, they're all very open-minded. So it was a lot easier. I didn't really have to explain anything. They just saw me with a guy one night and they're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why I asked because it, there is such a difference in your generation than mine and the ones in between, you know, that you... Uh, you know, I even would tell your friends you have an OnlyFans and they'd be like, oh, cool. I got one, too. You know, I mean, it's not it doesn't most of the time. I don't think you have to be secretive about it. And it is very different. And that is very freeing for you guys. It's a, it's a totally different thing. But I don't want to get too. It, I mean, I could ask a million questions just about your OnlyFans, but you stopped doing that. You don't do that anymore. Yeah. Most of it, I was entering my current relationship towards the end it was she was fine with it it's it just i had it I, you know i had a new partner i did like focus my time on them and then the advancement in my career i just didn't have the time to do it like, it is work i don't think i was making enough justifiable to make it like a full-time gig so i just kind of stopped right you know, eight grand a month wasn't things. enough yeah well, well for the city i live in it's it's it paid the rent but it, yeah it, you know, it's it's still not enough. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but you could have doubled that. But anyway, go on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I might do it later again. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great. Whatever. So, but you're still like at this point. Do you like? Is it confusing to you what you're doing? Or are you just working it out? Do you know? Like, you, I guess because you googled a lot, you know that this is forced feminization. You're into it. Do you label yourself like, "What the fuck am I? Here I am, like getting fucked in the ass now by guys." Like, what do you label yourself as? Yeah. So, whenever that was going on, I yeah, there was like an internal like. So there isn't there is kind of like a myth that like forced feminization leads to being coming transgender, or yeah. which sometimes is the case. Yeah. But no, I there was a there was a moment. This is before I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where I was feeling that I was like, hey, what if I, you know, I was like, because it does feel better to do this and this, and and yeah. then so there was like a moment of like confusion, and then that led to like me drinking a whole lot, and doing a lot of drugs that summer, and you know, it just kind of like led me to this weird sexual like confusion in summer it was really depressing and yeah. had a lot of anxiety issues over it. so like okay well if this is the case and you know if i do and uh if i feel like i am transgendered then i've come out to my family and my family's extremely religious so it would you know bring about this whole like different dynamic in the family and i i definitely feel for people who are trans uh, it, it's it, like feeling that for like a fraction of my life was immensely just devastation yeah, so no, I think I, that's yeah, why it's yeah. important and that we go there a little bit just to, because I think that that's a part of anyone's story or most people's stories, you know, that has that path. And like you said, you only had to go down for a short time and then you realize, okay, that's not my thing. I mean, you got into therapy, you figured yourself out. But for the people that they went down the other path and were like, yes, I am transgender, you know, and then that they, you know, they have to do all those things that you thought you had to and the family issues come up and everything. It's very, it's hardcore stuff. That's why I don't understand people the same thing like when people used to have to say that they were just gay you know back when I was growing up it was like just being gay was like that traumatizing you know of going through that and how you know in your own mind of what you're going to do and who you're going to tell and how people are going to react and it's the fact that there's weirdos out there okay that are like oh you you're like gay by choice and you could change and it's like you know and I don't know the, those people that have I'm like who the fuck would choose that right I mean it's just a, it's sort of simple like it's not an easy 
path to be. But if it's who you really are, you have no choice. So I just yeah, don't think yeah. anyone would put themselves out there just to get their rocks off like people think, you know, those weirdos. But anyway, so you, when did you get into therapy? Is that when you got into therapy? Yeah. So around 2020 is when I got into therapy. That relationship I was in was extremely toxic, very codependent. Yeah. And like with all the short you know, sexual stuff, like I was cheating on her, unfortunately. And I mean, I, I don't guys. know if I apologize. Well, guys and women. I for when the first time I had sex was with a man. It was with was during that relationship. It was on Craig, you know Craigslist before you know before like it didn't get nuked, but it was on Craigslist and it, I felt disgusted afterwards completely. But it was like this weird like, oh, I finally did it, and then you know I just had to repress it and it's all this repression and it was awful. She deserves she deserves deserve the best, and I apologize. We don't we're obviously not in, in communication at all. But she found but out about same. it. When you were with her? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. So we, she found out about all the cheating. And, I mean, nothing stays secret for any listeners. If you're cheating, just just break up, <laughs> leave. Uh, nothing stays a secret, especially in, like a, in a city. Everyone knows everyone in some way. Yeah, so that ended. And then it was def- like we lived together after we broke up for uh, a few weeks. And that was awful, completely awful. And uh, I'm, we, I'm so glad the situation's over with, but it kind of did lead me to go to therapy. I was like, hey, I don't want to be like that in my next relationship. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I am I had a humongous alcoholism problem uh, and, a, and a drug problem. I, I wasn't happy uh, at all. Yeah. I mean, I was fulfilling my sexual fantasies, which was great. But with all that repression still inside, I was just, you know, digging myself whole, digging myself deeper into a hole of yeah. like, depression. So, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, I took the opportunity to get therapy. And then, I mean, I just changed my life afterwards completely. I see myself in a different way. Uh, I see sexuality completely in a different way as well. So with forced feminization, like I said, a lot of times it does end up being like, you know, a way where people can get in. So yeah, a way where people accept that they're transgendered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I like the aspect of being put on uh, at a time. But then afterwards, like, oh, no, we're just going back to regular, you know, relationship. So my girlfriend and I, she has pegged me, my current one. And so she, she has pegged me once. She's not very good at it. <laughs> That's where we stopped. Oh, that's so funny. Well, that she's could always, you know, she yeah, could get better. Yeah. I mean, at least she's on the, she's she down can, to try yeah. it. Yeah. She is. But I was like, well, you know, I was like, hey, babe, it's the whole, you know, I got to clean up, shade. It's the whole thing. It's just, you know, you don't really have time for that. We're all busy. So, I mean, maybe down the road again. But, uh, you know, she's more than willing to, you know, put on the strap on again. Mm-hmm. So, maybe. During that time as well, I had, you know, multiple threesomes. Uh, I, it was weird how, everyone says you should plan on it way i got into was just like you know, alcohol really and just hanging out with people yeah i had these friends who one day invited me out to a party and they left i stayed back went to their jacuzzi and then this girl and i we used to mess around and uh, like back in high school so we started messing around and then her friend was there he is gay and we were just messing around together and then you know we had a threesome like he was fucking me i was fucking her i was on top of her and then Versal as well. Like I was on top of him. She was on top of me, kind of like a, on a chair. It was, it was, I mean, a lot of people don't want to tell you, but threesomes are a lot of work and a lot of positions. <laughs> like, it was fun, and it's great, but, like, it's a lot of work. So, I, I That's mean. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, him and I were more into each other. I actually laughed. Uh, he came before I came, and I was like, oh, God, is this what women feel like? You know, is this. <laughs> oh, my like, God, I didn't that's go. so I funny. Like, yeah. Me? Yeah, I was like, what about me? And he's like, oh, hold on, I gotta get hard. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just gonna get hard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was kind of, you know, uh, I had these three sons, and then that kind of led me down to an app. I don't remember what it's called, but it was for like couples looking for other couples. And I, you know, found this married couple, 
And so I was their unicorn, basically. Like, they had kids well off, a little bit older than me. I saw them as a role model. I think gave me great career advice. So I talked to them here and then. But uh, so I would go over there. His husband was, you know, just as I get many men around my age at this point, find out they're buyer into men. So, you know, they both basically I was there for the husband more, more than the wife. And then eventually we all became like equal partners. I remember when I, I fucked him first, he was kind of like surprised how messy it was. I was like, well, yeah, I got to do this. I gave him tips and stuff. And then when I had his sex, sex with his wife, I felt this weird one time. I felt this weird, like she was a little bit too into it, if that makes sense. She was really, she was really holding on to me. And like, and it, it felt like maybe her husband wasn't really all there. I, I'm not really sure. That's why I ended it with him. It, it just felt like his wife was more into me than the whole, you know, you know, sexual being a sexual thing. And that's yeah. why I had to end it. it mm-hmm. I, and I told him, I, you know, Hey, I think this is great. This has been fun. <laughs> the first time we hooked up, cause she's a mom. She, when I, before I left, she gave me a bag of like crackers and a Capri Sun. <laughs> and I mean, it was great. Cause I mean, I wasn't you know, hungry and dehydrated after like, having sex for like, oh my God. three hours, oh, but like, it was, a, it was, it was the funniest thing. She's like, <laughs> it was like a little goodie bag. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I had like orange slices in it too. So I was like, Oh, she's 100% just a soccer mom. <laughs> That's so real life shit though, but it's like I don't know. That's great. Yeah, she's a mom. Yeah. She kids. She's she doesn't even. And she's like on autopilot, mom. You know. But yeah, I, I was a unicorn for multiple couples. I uh, how many couples? Three. Yeah, three. Yeah. Okay. Now, is this been while you're with your girlfriend, or is this? No, this is between? during like this is like the you know, the free sexual year I had, I guess. Okay. So this is when you decided to try everything. Now, was that when you like, like, I just want to put the, I'm trying to get the chronological timeline here just because it's interesting, the evolution of a person like you, right? This guy who was, you know, living out his fantasies, but then confused. And you did at some point say you got depressed and then, you know, you went to therapy and that really changed things. And now, was it after that when you got clear headed that you started to do this kind of stuff that you had that year? Like, where, where when did that year start? Like, no, when- so like 2019 was the year where I did all this stuff. And then the um, therapy, yeah, the therapy was like 2020. So uh, oh, I was okay. just kind of, yeah, I mean, again, it was fun and stuff. Uh, but I had a lot of issues around that time, but yeah, I get um, it. yeah, th- yeah. So you just really, so you're doing all this sex stuff, but on some level, maybe you're like acting out and you still, you're still not clear though, even though you're doing all yeah, these things. Yeah. yeah uh huh. That makes sense. I was, yeah. I was like mourning a, kind of like mourning a loss of like a five year relationship, especially in your early twenties. Those are like, you know, first time we lived together, first thing you live with a partner, you know, yeah, first that's big stuff. Big, yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, all this stuff was like kind of like a downward spiral as well as as well as I was you know trying to find my sexuality in myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was kind of weird how that worked out, but I mean, I always joke around this. I was like, hey, you know, I want to go. I want to be mine. Want to mine for another 2019. It was fun. It was very very fun. But like, yeah. I don't know if I would actually do that again. Totally. I get it. I had many. I had a huge chunk of my life where I acted out sexually in all kinds of ways. And like, you know, I got clear headed and sober and all those things. And I, you know, I don't do that stuff anymore. But it's not like I look back at those years and I'm like cry about them. I'm like, those those years were like the best times of my life. And I had so much fun. You know, you just got to be like, oh, thank God I got out of it without like, you know, any kind of bad consequences. But I totally understand that. So you so now let's just let's stick with this little year of, you know, all this fun too and then we'll get to what happens next so but 
you know the whole unicorn thing were you where did you find all these couples it was on that th- like an app or something yeah so i mean grinder uh tinder um yeah most of them were through tinder uh bumble was uh i use that more as like to meet friends and stuff but yeah some of, that, some of those end up being like hookups as well yeah but what <laughs> were you yeah. wait what were you to the couples did most of them want you i mean were you out there like looking for couples or were the couples looking for you because you were into guys and these were couples that the guy was into guys or was it sometimes like you know the guys that are on my show that are cucks and they just want to see some guy fuck their wife and but they don't want to do anything i mean what were you typically doing with these couples so i act as like the, the third the unicorn most of the time so i was having sex with both of the couples i know there is a lot of times with these like um, couples trying to find a third person there is a, a weird race element into it and i am hispanic so i wonder if that took to life is the, the couples were, all, were mostly white you know picket fence americans yeah but i there's nothing wrong with that yeah uh, but uh you know the suburbs and then you you're you know they're on these apps looking to like you know like they're all their apps are always their bios would say you know must be discreet or uh yeah, yeah. i'm like well yeah like who am i gonna tell i don't know who your family is but yeah, uh yeah. so i was i was a third I was mostly you know, fucking one of the couples i was having sex with the wife and he would join in to uh but he we never like touched dicks yeah we'd both fuck his wife um so and then the second couple were i felt like the wife was more into me than her husband when i ended it uh we yeah. both i was fucking her her husband a lot more than we end up having sex a lot more than he did but he, i think it was more of same. i was younger he was a little bit older and then he was out of shape a little bit say nice be nice when i say that but yeah I get so it. so her and i had a lot more sex than when he was involved in mm-hmm. and then the other couple was 100 completely uh a poly open relationship they're very open about it i would have sex with the wife sometimes and then wake up and the husband would make me pancakes or like you know <laughs> or like bacon. <laughs> yeah it's really weird it was, it was kind of shocking actually um, <laughs> uh and then you know same thing i would have sex with her husband and dates and then they're very, very open about it. Yeah. And they had a beautiful house. I loved seeing there. And I said weekends there and stuff like that. It was, it was great. Yeah. I still actually talk to both of them quite often still. Became more of a friends than, you know, in terms of partners. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they own a bar. And um, so I became a bar regular there. And it just kind of, you know, made, my, made myself very available to whole staff as well. What does that so mean? Was, you fucked the staff so, too? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, I just kind of went oh, around. Oh, that stop. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really try to do that. It just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Alcohol. But, yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff just goes down. I mean, it happens, right? I don't know. Yeah, it totally does. I totally get it. But wait, did they though? But did they know that you were like fucking their staff, or did they give their staff the heads up, like, hey, there, there's our guy, go get him? Like, I mean, or was this all just done like randomly? It was just randomly. I mean, I'm sure they probably talk in the background. Um, I'm know. not really sure. Yeah, it'd be like we'd go, I would go to the bar, the uh, close up, or just another bar, and then sometimes like a bartender would come with me, or and then they would, you know, we would talk and we end up hooking up, or they would have house parties and end up hooking up with another bartender there or one of their workers there. Girls or so, guys uh, or both? Both. both okay. Both. Mm-hmm. So it was. Our city's pretty open, uh, very gay accepting. But yeah, it was just kind of a weird scenario. I was just kind of sex with everyone's bar. It was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. It was really weird, though. Yeah. But yeah, their relationship definitely op- opened me up to like possibly having this kind of lifestyle with another partner. Yeah. And it being like, okay, and, and more importantly, being healthy mm-hmm. and like ethical. And then they recommended uh, actually a uh, sexologist to me on, on YouTube called Lindsay Doe. And she had a lot of. Lindsay Doe. Lindsay Doe? Uh, yeah, she's a professor. Uh-huh. But so I watched some of her videos. 
about uh, anal prep and like you know diseases and really like made myself knowledgeable about all these you know social economic and health things going on and like these kind of like groups of people and i just like gay people and gay culture and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um it was great it was a great like learning experience for sure yeah that's good that's good that you you know had that time now is that was that when you decided to start seeing a therapist yeah so around this point um i was kind of like done with all this i had multiple threesomes you know four civilization uh fantasy was out yeah, this and is what, then, wait, one quick yeah. question. Were you doing the forced feminization with any of these couples? <laughs> yeah, uh, I did it with one. Okay. And so I was wearing like this lingerie and then, and they were like, hey, this is really pretty and we like it the way it looks on you and stuff, but like, it's hard to fuck you in this. So, you know, you just take it <laughs> off. All right. So, um, so that, that was like a one-time thing and then, not really embarrassed, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. But after that, didn't really try to do that with any of the other couples again. Right. Okay. Yeah. So for first organization, multiple three sons. And then, all right. So like around this point, it was getting cl- close to like the pandemic era, like right before I happened. I was like, okay, I think I want to, I think I'm ready. To, I just want to date someone on regular. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm exhausted, physically exhausted of having, you know, multiple partners. It's time consuming. I just want to stick to one person. I, uh, the pandemic hit, you know, dating was a lot harder, but kind of easier and more people were more into like, interpersonal like conversations and more in-depth stuff so i had all these like dates with people then i was like realizing i had a trend of not really listening to these people i was with and i saw these like habits of my my last partnership i was i'll get bored or not invested i guess is, is more the right term yeah to use so i was just and I mean, it's not fair to these people I was, I, in my bio i was like hey maybe looking for a relationship i'm not sure and so people who go on dates with had this like mindset, like, oh, maybe this person's open for relationship. And then I was saying that, but like acting a complete different way. And I actually got called out on it by this girl we almost had a relationship with. And she was like, hey, like, when we have sex, you're not very early present. Like, you're just kind of like spaced out. Like, it's, like you're there, but it just seemed like you're like actively in, you know, yeah, like, in, like having sex with me. You're just, I'm just like an object. And that kind of like hit a quarter to me. I was like, I was, and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, you're just like, you know, I'm just, you're there. I can tell, but you're just kind of like not, you know, you're not, not looking at me. You're just kind of like having sex with me. And I asked, I, when she when she said that, I asked people I was dating, people I was with, they're like, yeah, you kind of do that. It's kind of weird. And, you know, that's kind of hurt. Not hurt, but like, it didn't hurt, but it was kind of like a, like a shocking moment. I was like, oh, like maybe I should, maybe I should see a therapist and see why I'm just not, you know, connecting with people. Or is it because like all this stuff that's happening, I'm not healed from this breakup or this repression stuff. So I went to the therapist, talked about my past, the breakup. Uh, my therapist was very forefront. I was like, hey, so these are things you work on. And, you know, and she's like, well, you're not really a good partner. Like, you know, it seems like you have all these issues and stuff, you know, trust issues, impression, speaking what you want, and a lot of self-sabotage tendencies, um, which is very true. So that, ther- that, therap- that therapist was very, very helping in like forming this kind of like, I want to say try and error, but she would give me like every week, like kind of like a goal for the next day, like try to do this and do this and this. And so eventually I, you know, I found my partner and I'm great. I'm happy I found her. So, but at first, the first couple of months, it was a little bit rough. Cause I, again, I, I let her know, Hey, I'm going to therapy. I went through a five-year breakup. I'm not sure if I want to jump into a relationship immediately, but I'm more than willing to try to like, you know, stay focused on us. So I stopped talking to everyone completely. 
And we were focusing, at, it's been about like maybe six, nine months in the relationship when I was like getting a little bit more open with her. Like, hey, this is going into, you know, sexually. She's like, oh, I've never pegged a guy before. I've never. So she asked me, are you gay? I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not gay. Like, I haven't, but she's bisexual herself, but I believe like most of the time when people say they're, they're into men, they're also men. Um, they think they're, oh, he's just a closeted gay. Oh, he's, uh, he's more into men. He's a cheat on me. You know, all those, you know, stereotypes of like bisexual men. And I was trying to explain to her that I was like, no, um, you know, I like men. I like women. Uh, I've been only romantically involved in relationships with women. So I think that kind of gave her kind of some kind of reassurance. And then, you know, she was kind of still closed mind often. So I sent her a bunch of videos about, you know, sexual relationships, uh, sexual, like, education uh she was like oh okay you know um i can see where you're coming from all this stuff so it was kind of cool having a partner who was like opening to learn about this stuff but that's also kind of fair to say my past partner i just never gave the opportunity to that partner to learn about it instead of i just you know was a dickhead and just went out and cheated yeah i tried a lot with this current relationship and i'm still in therapy now so it did take me about almost a year for it to actually become our relationship become official she was very like Hey, you've been together for a year. Like, what the hell's going on? You dragged me on. I was like, no, I just, I really want to make sure, like, I am ready for this mentally. I don't want to, you know, I don't want another five year relationship that just ends. I want to, like, to, I, I want you to be, like, I want my last partner to be, a relationship ended to be my last, like, partner, or last relationship in general. Like, I'm looking for, like, a partner at this point. And I'm glad to say we've been together for about two years, but, like, it was, I mean, I felt bad, but she came from a, a place of understanding he's like yeah okay well i want you to be the best you that you can be and i don't want you to like you know go out and cheat on me as well but yeah i uh very open um very trusting i don't keep anything hidden from her at all i tell her about everything that's going on uh I've, sometimes i feel like some weeks i don't have i don't have sex at all and like she like she thinks it's like well is it very cheating on me? He's like no 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 so there's i mean i don't mind constantly a or, or like reaffirming things like yeah, I have no yeah, 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 right. yeah I've been, or like when i was younger i was like oh how dare you like ask if i was cheating on you but again like my it's a thing with cheaters they get so offended when you ask them they're cheating or or get they like, are yeah. Right, yeah yeah they are and then if it's like oh your partner might it's like if you cheat on someone you kind of get like suspicious of the other person that they're cheating to it's this weird dynamic it's just gross in general but yeah so She's very open. Again, we've done some like ass play. I've had she put the plug in me. Um, it was it was actually really cool to see like a, uh, a really great to be in a healthy relationship where like I can be open about things. She can be open. I gave her a pass. Uh, she's never had sex with a woman before. And I was like, hey, I I know you're bi and you're into women. I don't want to feel like you you have to like lose that experience if you don't want to. But if you ever wanted to, like you have that pass because I see. So that is right currently i see sex as uh very i mean it's very intimate but also like, sex can't just be sex it can, it can have yeah. no feelings attached mm-hmm. to it so i very very much mature in the way i see those kind of relationships has she had an experience with a woman no well she told me she's made out with women before she, but she's never actually like had but i mean she hasn't taken before. that pass yet no she hasn't and i was like okay hey, but do you have no, that like, same pass yeah, yeah it's, there's more like i guess steps in it because if I do have sex with a man, there has to be like, you know, am I, am I on prep? Am I, you know, is the other person been tested? There are just, you know, a little bit more steps to that. No, I know. But, but yeah, I'm I just wondering, path, yeah. are you like, how are, what 
kind of relationship have you set up with this girl? She's allowed to go hook up with women. You guys are together. Now, are, do you guys play with others? Or do you get to be with guys? Because I just wonder how long you'd be able to keep that part of you that is into guys, like under wraps if you're not oh, doing yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I do have a pass. I haven't acted on it yet. And it's just, I'm kind of interested in anybody else at all. Right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right now. But, like, I'm very much into my partner right now. Like, I'm very, like, just sexually, like, physically. Like, I'm just, I cannot get enough. Right, right. Um, She's enough. Yeah, yeah. She's right. enough. But uh, does but she do know, that, uh, yeah. like, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, does she know how many guys you've been into and all the stuff that you've done with guys? I mean, you, and does she know about the forced feminization? Does she wonder? Like, I, 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 I would get why she needs, like, a constant reassurance because I think on some level, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, or at least this is the way I would think, is like, this guy did all this stuff. Like, that means that he likes it. It's a part of him. Like, when is he going to want to do that eventually again? You know, and like, am I, like, would she be okay with it? Do you know? Yeah, so she does know about all this stuff. I've told her about it. And yeah, there is that aspect where I do need to reassure her all the time. But I've told her, hey, if I have those feelings, I will you know, talk to you about it you know, firsthand. And then we can figure out what to do from there then. But no, I haven't had those feelings of have, being with another like partner or going out and having sex with a man right now. But yeah, I do have that past if I do want to act on, on it. But currently right now, no. But yeah, there is a... She's also in therapy too, so I don't. You know, obviously, I don't know what she talks to and her therapist, but she gives me like a, like a brief summary, not really in depth. Uh huh. And so do I. So we kind of just you know, <laughs> some match up notes. Yeah. I even like suggested because we're both. I mean, she's really she has a manic depression, so you know, really aware about the social settings where we go to. Sometimes it, it comes like severe anxiety, and when we first started dating, it was. I first took her out, took it as being rude. Um, I wasn't aware that she had severe anxiety. So it was like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. being rude and closed off. And then she told me it just like clicked. And I was like, oh, okay. And then ever since then, I was like, kind of have to be aware of, I had to like tell her, oh, okay, this place is busy. Um, can I get her mentally prepped like a few days before we do something like an event or just hang out with friends, really? That also like being with this person who has, you know, depression, anxiety, kind of maybe some in Aries, but it gave me like patience. It gave me a, uh, a way to learn uh, how to like be more pathetic, I guess, in a kind of weird way. Uh, I don't. Want, it sounds awful, but like just more conscious of other people's like, you know, mental issues or maybe something that's not presently there. The way you act. But... No, it doesn't sound awful at all. Sounds great. You know, it's definitely like you're. She's helping you have be more empathetic and learn and and see that. And maybe you would have never learned that had it been somebody else. But you care about her so much that. You know, it's it's teaching you that and it's, you know, working that part of yourself and plugging that back in. And I think that that's great. Yeah, we're luckily both of us have insurance. We're privileged to have that. And we have great insurance. Yeah. So we were there's a point where I think I hit 26 and I don't know if it's just men or just that age, but I kind of like a like a crisis. Where, like, I was like, oh, what am I doing for life? Like, you know, I have so much time left, almost 30. What have I done? Like, you start measuring up your accomplishments, accomplishments yeah. to, like, your peers and your uh, career-wise. Yeah, like, for sure. You know? And so I was just comparing lives. And, like, I was kind of having this, like, depression spiral. And, like, she's like, you know, I, w- I stopped going to see my therapist at that point for for a period. And, like, she was – it was pretty obvious that like, I was not giving enough attention to the relationship. I was just kind of, like, constantly comparing, constantly, like, on social media or, like – 
or other like you know it's awful but like influencers you know it's just looking at other like oh this person's like you know why am i not like measuring up in like society and it was just really just awful and then she you know caught on that i was like hey i think you need to go see your therapist like you're having this spiral i don't want you to you know go into the state and maybe you know i don't know how you are when you're there because i've never been in like in a depression pit when i was with her and so we went into like couple counseling where i mean it was not really a relationship but like my internal like and not talking about my feelings as much as i should with a partner was very very much affecting the relationship we have a uh, couple therapists we don't we only go to the therapist where we feel like there is a communication issue so there's only been only been twice and okay. the first time was with you know i was not being affectionate because at this you know state of constant comparison and this i don't say middle life midlife crisis but i don't know it's like almost approaching the age of 30 crisis i think everyone kind of yes that was a big turning point for me 30 was like was hard turning 30 there was something about being 30 that i and i remember warning people like that's like a there's there's a big changeover because you have to like your 20s you could like fuck off a little bit and be like and, and be like it's okay you know but there's something about 30 that you're like oh i can't fuck off anymore and now i gotta yeah, deal yeah. with all this shit but it is a there is some sort of shift that i remember going through at that point that was difficult and 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 i think and i've heard from other people that they went through it too i think it's like across the board 30 is not easy uh, you go to a totally different level yeah in my early 20s i had this like you know re- really repressed self that i wasn't able to experience like your early 20s like most people would right yeah like your college 20s around party stuff it was very like this is my relationship we're gonna get married kind of thing yeah and, um so whenever i have younger brothers and i tell them hey just don't be in a serious relationship in your early 20s like wait till at least like 25 26 yeah so we, we you know we very much check, check on each other our sex is great we definitely probably end up incorporating pagan more often i actually found a show because uh of a pagan video oh interesting uh, they, uh-huh. yeah yeah I on youtube uh, yeah yeah i was on youtube uh-huh and uh it just it was on recommended uh <laughs> the algorithm that's good yeah oh, and God. i was like okay and then i became a patreon member last month oh awesome and yeah and then i was like you know what i'm gonna shoot my shot so I'm, I emailed you guys, but yeah, I love this combo. And I, I feel like, you know, you know, you're the type of person that like, oh, a year from now, like, where is that guy on his journey? You know, because you're so young, you're learning so much about yourself. I think you still are. You know, I do wonder. Uh, but listen, the good, the great thing that you have going with your girlfriend is there seems to be, from what you say, like a very open line of communication about everything. So, you know. I was asking the question like, oh, what about that part of you that loves forced feminization and being with guys sometimes and getting fucked in the ass? You know, all that kind of like, where's that guy? Where's that part of you? You know, I think that because that part of you is not there right now, you're not you're not asking to be with other people. But I feel like because this girl, what's good about you guys is, is that maybe, you know, two years from now when you're me not bored, but, you know, when you're kind of been there done that with her if you start to have these desires that if you guys keep this line of communication open that you have and you're just always talking about things and really because you're you know you're both those kinds of people that you know that will come up and you guys will figure it out you know that's what you're going to need if that time comes through and that's like really the the basis that everybody needs for a good relationship and you have that and just keep that going and I think it's great that when you guys have you know issues you go to therapy you're both open to therapy you're both sort of self you know like people who look in the mirror at themselves and you and you help each other but i do think that that will help your relationship in the future 
you know, when you, like I said, when you come, if you come to those kinds of crossroads, because I do think that those repressed parts of you, now that they're up and they're not repressed and you sort of say, you know, you might want to hook up with another guy at some point in your life. Don't you think? Yeah. And I've been, I've, I've, you know, talked about that before to her. We're like, Hey, I don't know when, but at some point, whenever like, you know, I, I have an urge to like, you know, have, and I have a dick in my mouth or ass or put my dick in my ass. Like, you know, when, I was trying to explain, she's like, well, what's different? And I was like, well, it's just like, you know, having sex or mean pack does feel great. It's just, it, it is just a different feeling. Yeah, yeah um, it's not the real thing. I don't know. If, it's yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if it's, yeah it's, it's very different. It's more personal. Ask and, her. She uh, should know the difference. Tell her, like, do you yeah, what, you yeah, want me yeah, to fuck yeah. you only with a dildo, or do you want? I have. Like... I've done that before. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, so, there's a big difference. Yeah. She should know. She knows the difference. It's like if you know, the, or or you, the real thing, the warm thing, the real thing attached to a body, a person, you know. Well, my my so the for, the Kinko Fest force memorization kind of my idea of it kind of changed when I became more educated about like sex and gender roles and stuff and such. I, where it it can kind of came from like a the stereotypical gender role where like you know the men are masculine and provider and whatnot, right? Well, like you know, with my generation and like Gen Z, uh, we we we're kind of like changing that or it's maybe different. I don't know. Like where that role is kind of blurred. Uh, you know, men don't have to be as masculine. The, yeah, they don't have to be as masculine, and we can just express ourselves more. So we're like, it kind of changed. Where like I, I'm still into, I guess, more of the dominant side of that of that kink, and not so much as it uh, as it being like, oh, dress uh, dress up as this and this and this. I mean, my girlfriend thinks I look cute in lingerie, so sometimes I will wear it for. Her. Yeah, it it's became more like a development of getting out of that kink. I guess, or so much, or getting out of the, the, the general kind of side of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I think it's great that you've brought it up to her, that you guys talk about it. I think I said when, if it comes up that you want to in the future, that you, you know, you'll figure that out. You don't want to, I mean, listen, a lot of people say once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe that, you know, I, I really don't. No, it Especially, takes a lot of work. Yeah. No, and not only that, especially somebody if they were like really cheating when they were like, uh, you know, drinking heavily or into drugs and, you know, they sort of kick, they kick that habit or, you know, I cheated. I, w I was like a, a drinker and I acted out sexually a lot and there was times that I cheated, but I'm not a cheater. But like when I, that's why I don't fucking drink, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I go to like a place, like I black out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, you know? So I, so I do think that that kind of cheater, somebody that's cheating all the time while they're drinking, if they stop drinking, like they're, and they don't, and they tell you they're not cheating where you could fucking believe them. So I, I don't believe that that's the case. You you were a guy that cheated a lot. Like I'm assuming in this relationship, you're monogamous with her and you don't yeah, cheat, uh, right? Yep, yeah, correct. correct. Mm -hmm. And where are you at with like your acting out and your depression and stuff? Do you still see your own therapist uh, still yeah, on the side? Yeah, mm -hmm. I still see my therapist. And yeah. um, with that, uh, she kind of also uh, changed my, like say the little forced kink feminization thing where like it kind of opened my wardrobe a little bit. So like I, in public, I'll wear like, I guess more, feminine like clothes like the other day i wore like a uh it was nice side uh, i wore a skirt it looked great on me it was great i have great legs so like i've just, uh, expanded my fashion a little bit more which has like people question again my sexuality and stuff like that especially my family like what's going on I was like hey i just think it's cool i'm starting to wear what i want to wear at this point i don't really care yeah. and uh it actually got me i uh, got more attention the woman's side like the female side of like art like so whenever i go out like women do stare but it's more of like a 
I had a couple of women, my girlfriend and I go to a bar, I'm wearing like something a little bit more feminine. They actually come up to me and like try to hit on me. And my girlfriend's like, oh, I'm actually with them and stuff. So it's kind of weird. Like the more open it became, more open it became to like be more feminine and like in like my wardrobe and just I guess appearances, like more women, I attract more women. It's kind of weird how that works yeah, out. Yeah, that is interesting. That's interesting. What did you know? I didn't look at the pictures. You do know that I have a Patreon, right? Now, yes. are there any pictures that, like, what were the pictures that you sent me? I mean, do we want to post them on uh, Patreon or do you want to send them without your face in them? Like, I don't post. Uh, you're my Patreon member now, right? You know yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah. post, like, X rated stuff. I say oh, it's mm -hmm. always R rated. I did post a pixelated dick. Did you see that one? <laughs> No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, okay, uh, go to that. Uh, yeah. That's it. That I've been through all the pictures, yeah. Yeah, no, I just posted an episode of where we talk about dick size. But um, oh, I heard that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just last night. That one I put his a pixelated dick pic, but typically it's not stuff that's like hardcore. You know, I don't mind putting pics as long as it's anonymous. So if you want to resend me those pics, I don't know. You said you sent me pics. I didn't look at them. So were they you dressed up? Like what were they up? I sent you where I cropped my face out and my tattoos aren't showing at all. So, but it's, I was wearing, what was I wearing? I was wearing lingerie with fishnets, I think, or maybe socks. I don't remember. But my ass is out and stuff. And nothing like, nothing, my ass isn't showing anything. It's just like a side. But what are you dressed as? Oh, uh, I, I just wearing, I'm just wearing like lingerie, I guess. Oh, okay. Like, so it's you dressed yeah, up yeah, like yeah. a chick. Okay. So yeah, why don't you send that to me? And I'll put, if you don't want, if you want to, I, I'll post that on my Patreon if you want. Yeah, I'll, I can resend it. I'll, I'll probably have to crop it differently. So well, there's no way, dick pic. Yeah. Like, I don't want to put dicks or bulges. No, no, you no, know, no, nothing no, like no, that. Yeah. No, nothing. It's just like a side profile. So you can't really see any genitals or, any, or like any like, you know, ass, you know, crotch. It's just like a side profile, I guess. Perfect. Perfect. So why don't you send me that? I'll put that up on Patreon. And then because okay, yeah, you're a member, though, you know, you could write to people. People will make comments. <laughs> you yeah, know. I, I would definitely send it. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for calling in. You know, I wonder if I'll put this maybe because it's a lot about forced feminization in the beginning, like on my fetish Fridays, because I, I do believe forced feminization is a fetish. I know you kept calling it a kink, it is, yeah. right? It's a fetish. So I might put it on my fetish Fridays episode or I might use it next Friday or I'll, I'll use it uh, on the other days. But thanks so much for calling in. This was great. Thank you so much. Good All luck right, with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, 
Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.